0: Welcome to Live Sense8, I'm Sheila Applegate
1: And I'm Zach Hansen
0: and a special shout out to Justin Applegate for the composition of the Live Sensate podcast music. In this podcast, we dive deep into the concepts of consciousness and other interesting trivia in the Netflix original series, Sensate. We're doing an episode by episode exploration of how we can live a sensate life. And we're also talking with cast and crew and team members of Sense8 to hear the experience from
1: their perspective. Enjoy the show.
0: In this segment, we talk about what's going on in the world of Sense8. Zach.
1: Hey, Sheel.
0: We had an awesome time in San
1: Francisco. We did. We had a totally awesome time in San Francisco. It was my first time for a lot of things that happened <laughs> in San Francisco.
2: But it's, like not, like
0: Vegas, a right? it's not like going to a fairy house and a Chinese it. town. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just in the, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, and I got to put my feet in the ocean for the first time. That ocean.
0: The Pacific Ocean yeah. for the first time.
1: With, you know, her as Grace. I call her Maximilian Ewalt. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun and exciting.
0: Yes. And then we got to go for tea at Tino and Virgo's Enchanted Fairyland.
1: So excellent. Holy artwork.
0: Yes. They have, they live in a studio of
1: enchantment. Indeed, it was enchanting and immersive, always immersed in art.
0: And those pictures that we see on the internet that are so brilliant, we got to see up close and personal, including the one that Virgo did for the Mm -hmm. Sensei finale. That was just like sitting right there. And it's like, oh, I know you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so good. (laughs) Such a treat.
0: And what an honor that people wanted to spend time with us and welcome us into their home. And then we did the fractal illumination at another beautiful home yeah. that overlooked San Francisco.
1: That was amazing. Yeah? Yeah, beautiful place, beautiful space, beautiful people. Let us share with them our our little gift. And we were invited back, so that's always a great thing. And that
0: is a good sign. And we... Got to go to that town of Locke, population 70.
1: That's right. seven zero (laughs) (laughs) seventy. Tiny little place.
0: Beautiful. If you haven't already, uh, James Motlow was on our show a few months ago, and he talked about his photography, including Bitter Melon, which is about the town of Locke. And he welcomed us into his home, as did many of the people there who are artists. Most of them are artists. And we met some really cool people. And it was like sleeping in a museum while the tourists <laughs> went by. <laughs> oh,
1: it was a trip. It was kind of, you know, it's that town is, those buildings, I wow, it's like the wild, wild west. But they've had to put, you know, some modern paint on it. Like you look at the old saloons and the two-story houses and stuff it's like, whoa, you can only see this on a movie set, but people really live here <laughs> and do business and, you know, have a life. It was really cool to see that.
0: And then the sunset they took us to. Oh my gosh. That was incredible. What a vibrant it, it whoa. was.
1: Yeah. We got to go see the sandhill cranes while they migrated. During a sunset, a very beautiful sunset. And I think you posted uh, a nice picture too. Yes, and we'll put some on the website for this
0: podcast as well. And then the next day we woke up in Locke. This was the day of a million days. (laughs) We woke up in this little town of Locke. And then we traveled to see Bug... A.K.A. Michael uh, in Oakland.
1: Yeah, we got the two cent tour of Oakland, which um, for those of you who have been listening, we went and saw Michael Summers perform his uh, one man show where he portrays uh, either 17 or 30 people, depending on the, the show that he's putting on all by himself. And it's about the history of his hood. And we got to experience some kind of some of that. And so he gave us what he said is the two cent tour of Oakland and just kind of gave us the lowdown of what's going down there with their culture and their economy and city and all that kind of good stuff.
0: Which was a great experience that we went from that to the redwood trees up into the mountain to see Sandra's abode, which was just this beautiful living in the mountains of ecstasy like whoa
1: (laughs) yeah it was awesome she has this nice little open area so she can chill out at night yeah it's pretty special up there no doubt
0: yes and then they took us down the coast and had a picnic with us and took us all along the cliffs and coasts, and wow and then back to San Francisco yeah, for back. dinner with Maximilian. <laughs> that was your day of a thousand days. <laughs> it was, yeah.
1: It was a it was a beautiful time. It's such a treat. The whole the whole experience was such a treat. You know, Sheila and I talked a little bit about our experience with Max and James when we went to Chicago, and we we've been in touch and things. And again, you know, we went down there and it was just seamless, like we've been friends forever, and we had such synchronistic experiences, like, you know, it was parking or timing. When we got there, uh, the very first day, I was like, you know, we were told they'd never get weather like this right now. Usually it's, and we had a really beautiful sunny day so we could see some of San Francisco. So we were just so blessed to be down there and have such a great time with everybody.
0: Yes. And the brilliance, the love that sensation feeling of connection just expanded out to everyone who welcomed us in and everyone who was at the podcast, which we haven't, we kind of skipped over that in our week, (laughs) but of course that was the highlight of the week. And Trey came up from LA. He was our mystery guest. He was our mystery guest. One of the...
1: The dad, the real dad.
0: The the dads, The winner. (laughs) And... Oh, what a brilliant soul. You're gonna you're gonna experience that when you listen to the podcast, but we all got to go out and hang out after the podcast, so I got to know him a little bit more. We hadn't uh-huh, met yeah. him in person before. It was super awesome. Even that, like I saw him across the room and we just like both grinned at each other and then <laughs> hugged. It's like, yay, <laughs> Trey's here.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> So, anyway, it was an incredible experience. There aren't enough adjectives in my vocabulary to expand upon it. But you will get to experience it in just a moment as you listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah, but before you get there, Sheila, did you have... uh, This is about what's going on in the world of Sense8. Did you have something you'd like to share? (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) Zach... While I was away, we launched the new Sheila Applegate website, which you did an incredible job of creating. Thank you very much. You are a master web creator.
1: <laughs> and if you're listening here, Sheila's got some free downloadable content that you can go check out. There's a free meditation audio and a couple other audios. And of course, she has some wonderful blog posts as well, talking about a lot of different things about being a human being. So that's all yours. Just go take a look. Let us know what you think.
0: At SheilaApplegate.com.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then um, Lily, she had something going on oh, too, yes. right?
0: Right. So the news coming out of Sundance TV slate shared that Lily Wachowski, of course, will serve as the producer, co-director, and co-writer on a new series on the indie episodic pilot, Work in Progress, which will debut next week in Park City. So that is something we all want to keep our eye on because... It's Lily. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be awesome, right? <laughs> so we'll keep an eye on that and update you as we hear more. But for now...
1: Enjoy the show.
0: And <laughs> Thank you. Everyone came for me, right? <laughs> We're going to get started in just a moment with this incredible live Live sensei podcast recording. So this is a recording for our podcast. Zach and I are hosts of the Live Sense8 podcast. For those those of you who don't know about that, we watched Sense8, like many of you, and we thought it was amazing. I have been a teacher of higher consciousness for over 20 years, and it was the first time that I saw a show that could be a perfect framework for my teachings and to help people understand these concepts in a more mainstream way because my passion has always been that this is normal and we should all be able to live a sensate life, though I didn't use those words. After watching this show, I started getting a really strong pull to create a podcast around it and talk about how we can all live a sensate life in our everyday And so, Zach, who is my partner and (laughs) co-host, said, no way. (laughs) Three times. (laughs) Only three times, right? That's not that much. (laughs) Usually,
1: no means no.
0: Eventually, he said yes. And it's been a magical journey. We go episode by episode, and we dive deep into the consciousness. And when we go back and watch it, like I know some of you have, we find even more awesomeness, and we understand even how much more art has been put into this than you even experienced the first time through. We've been in this a year now, (laughs) and we have, I think, four or five more episodes to go through in that deep way we dive in we talk about it we relate it to everyday life relationships how how this makes sense other words that we might use to explain it with a, a different storyline and we interview the actors and we became great friends with many of them it's been a magical journey <laughs> and here we are <laughs> So, a little, um, one more behind-the-scenes thing. All but one of these actors here with us today have been on our podcast, One on One. In, since you're going to love them, or already love them, you should listen to their one-on-one. On one. And the other one, El will be uh, on it again soon. So, tonight it's going to be, obviously, all of them. We're going to have some questions from the audience at some point. We're going to really try to talk from every different angle that you might be interested in and the people out in podcast world, because this is being recorded for the next episode of our podcast. So we have a much bigger audience than even we have here. (laughs) All right. So let's welcome to the stage Maximilian Ewald, who plays Grace.
1: Big spoiler here, we have the real dad, L. Trey Williams.
0: And the one and only bug, Michael Summers.
1: Now we have the bad mom turned good mom, Sandra Fish. Nothing but love. And the
0: fairies, Yay! Tina Rodriguez.
1: And Virgo Pariso. Awesome. All right. We have an awesome mix of people here tonight. Obviously, they're in sense 8 right? And um, I know some of you out there have seen the show and some of you have not. So real quick.
3: Are there people out here who have ever not seen <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's like. Don't, yeah, don't raise your hand very
0: high. She it on the Uber, <laughs> Uber for the first Well,
1: we really love your that support counts. anyway. That so. totally counts. Okay, yeah, there's. You have There's not many. All
0: right. Well, you're gonna love it even more. Yeah, it's alright.
1: <laughs> so, if we can start with um, Maximilian here, and if if you guys could just go and give us who your character is, and just maybe a sentence about your interpretation of your character.
4: Thank you. Hi. So my name is Maximilian Ewaltz, and I play Grace, um, and I am the good mother. <laughs> the, the mother that every the mother that evidently everybody wishes they had. Um, and uh, so, my daughter is Amanita, and she. Is, well, is in, I don't know. She's in relationship with the main sensei character in San Francisco, Nomi, who's transgender. And so I'm an all embracing, loving mother. Is that all you want to know? Okay. Yep. Pardon me? Yeah. Three, three oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, yes, with three husbands, but this is the real husband. <laughs> <laughs> the two other husbands couldn't make it tonight. So.
5: I got rid of them. <laughs> Hi, I'm L-Trey Wilson. I play one of Amanita's dads. Um, I think I'm listed as Amanita, Amanita Dad 2, but I'm actually I'm Amanita too. Dad 1. <laughs> so, welcome. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'm Michael Summers.
6: I play Bug. Uh, Bug is the computer hacker with a heart of gold. Uh, Nomi's good friend um, from the past... And when you meet me in Sense8, I'm seeing Know Me as a Woman for the first time.
2: That's a great scene. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It is a great scene.
3: Hi, my name's Sandy Fish, and I play Janet, uh, the misguided mother. <laughs> <laughs> the hated uh, evil bitch. <laughs> <laughs> People love to hate her, and 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 that's... I did my job. <laughs> so uh, I am I am Nomi's mother, who I insist on calling Michael. Michael, <laughs> <laughs> because she was born a boy, and I will not let go of that until I have the hot brownies and, <laughs> and, and everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, and then into
0: the fairies.
7: So I am Tina Rodriguez, and Virgo Paraiso, and.
8: And the, we play
7: the fairies, green
8: fairy, purple, green fairy. Fairy, purple fairy,
7: and uh, we are very loving and kind, and uh, we're magical. So yeah,
8: our job is sort of to, our job
7: is yeah. to make everyone happy. We'll open
8: people's hearts and minds. And
7: minds, wow. yeah, and fly around with beautiful, yes. wonderful yeah. costumes. So
8: inspire
7: them with, with
2: love and beauty, and a lot of makeup. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> well, we can we can really wear yeah, those costumes because yeah. they're too heavy. And lots of glitter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
7: we did. Yeah.
8: They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We handmade
5: everything from everything, scratch. Like yeah.
8: Every little jewel. I mean, there there are photos where we can see yeah. more detail. But um,
5: yes. they're amazing artists based here in San Francisco.
8: But we're also we're also painters. Yes. We're mainly painters and. Uh, this is actually our first gig of the sort. Yeah, I mean, well, we do our lectures, but a, this is, yeah,
7: but anyway, welcome yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. and thanks for being here and
1: uh, I'm excited. Cool. All right, thanks everybody. So as Sheila said, this is Trey's first time on our show. So Trey, we would like to know a little bit about your Sense8 experience, just, like, being on part of the cast, part of the crew. What was your experience like?
5: Uh, It was amazing. So I come in in the second season. So I was a big fan of the show the first season. And I know Lana, the writer, director, creator of the show. And I told her, I said, oh, my gosh, this show is amazing. And I just talked about different scenes. And I just went on and on. And then to my amazing surprise, uh, the next year she said, so are you available to be in it? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, uh, yes. (laughs) And so that's how it came about. And it was an amazing situation. Everything that you feel about the show and watching the show is what I felt like being a part of the show. Yeah. Um, It was just, Lana is an amazing, amazingly gifted, warm, caring, loving energy that you can't help but feel when you're on the set. That's my experience. And I think that Uh it's shared. And Lana likes
6: nothing better but to uh, make the party and the work and all of her friends just one. Yes. And, and so it was a big party, work, fun <laughs> yes, the yes. whole
5: time. Yeah, it was.
4: She set the tone for everything Lana did and just welcomed everybody into the Sensate family. And it's, that's what it is. And we've become family with everybody who loves this show. It's just incredible.
5: And and one other thing that I saw is that people that were only on the show really, really briefly, um, when they were finishing that day, she would hug everyone. She would hug them goodbye. And that does not happen (laughs) on sets very often, but that's 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 who she is. Beautiful.
0: And we've interviewed all of you plus others, and it's the same story with every single person. There's never been one person who said anything less than that. Which is incredible yeah so we 're all here in San Francisco, the San Francisco gang, and it's our first time, so we want to know <laughs> how do you think the energy of San Francisco influenced the show?
7: I think um, the show is very San Francisco because uh, it's very inclusive and it's very um, also very open to welcoming. People of whatever kind of backgrounds and you know lifestyles, and also the the energy of the show is uh, it's it's very like being here. So when you watch the show, you you feel like you're in San Francisco. Oftentimes, you know, uh, even though you might be elsewhere, but it, it does carry this energy. And and then, you know, the first season especially has the gay pride, and we're in season one, two, episode one, actually, yeah. and last episode. We opened the show and closed it, so. So I think uh, you know the the whole idea of uh, having the fairies it was to bring an element of uh, magic, which is very present in our society. In I mean, in San Francisco, especially in the gay, queer, LGBTQ, uh I left some letters out. <laughs> Sorry, but Ed, you know what I'm you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's definitely. That energy, yeah. Yeah,
8: definitely the, the, the love of the city, you know, the openness, and uh, it, it relates. It relates a lot to, to the closeness of, of the the sensei um, characters, and, and of course, San Francisco is like the, I think the perfect uh, setting for, for that to yeah. to introduce this idea
6: and carry the show from there. So. It's also, in my opinion, a very beautiful city with a lot of variety to it, the hills and the water. And uh, we shot up... Uh, we were up there on uh, the top of Mount Tam. Yeah,
2: yeah and, that's right. And
6: uh, they also shot down the peninsula. And uh, and you can... Um, all of Sense8 has spectacular settings and backdrops in every single shot. Uh, but these were... Uh, very uniquely San Francisco, and and I thought there was more green in some of the. I don't, uh, were they shooting in the peninsula? I forget when they shot for with uh, Daryl Hannah in the cabin. Down,
4: it was down the coast somewhere. but yeah. I don't know exactly where. Yeah,
6: uh, but but we we three shot up on the top of Mount Mount Tam, and and that was r- real fun Amazing. up yeah. there.
4: The commune where my daughter grew up.
0: I just want to tell Michael that we saw the houseboat, too,
2: <laughs>
6: on our way here tonight. Uh, I told him. In Sausalito. Yeah, <laughs> you went to Sausalito? No, how, well, wait, wait, how did you find oh, it?
4: Wait a minute. I, wasn't it the ones down on...
6: Well, okay.
4: Down in the city
6: here? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, by AT&T Park. Y- well, I don't know how to describe it because um, that's where Bug's um, houseboat is in uh, China Basin. Yes. Uh, but the the location that we shot at <laughs> was in Sausalito.
4: Oh, okay. I and thought it was Mount Tam. I, I, never mind.
6: Not, the, <laughs> I don't keep my houseboat on the top of Mount Tam. Oh, but the,
4: the interior. I thought the interior was yeah. shot there because you did. A oh shoot no, it in was an there. actual
6: it was an yeah, actual okay. houseboat okay. Uh, that we shot on uh, at at Bugs' houseboat. But the uh, we shot on in Sausalito okay. on those houseboats. But if you saw the exterior... <laughs> if you saw the, the exterior shots, that was actually down in China, China Basin. Yeah. Uh, right down the baseball park. By the baseball park. Yeah, because
7: we went to the location at, in uh, Sausalito. It was pretty beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful was... boathouses. I was like, wow, these are boathouses? Yeah. LAUGHTER so oh, nice Sausalito Boathouses Sausalito
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well they they really do some very artistic uh, oh, yeah. and unique work
7: on yes. all of those
6: houses and yeah. 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 oh yeah. yeah
8: definitely worth checking
7: out have, have you guys ever been, been to out. Sausalito boat house? yeah they're like huge I was like this is a yeah. boat
8: house
7: yeah yeah, yeah.
4: I just want to say real quick in case it doesn't get said but uh, Tino's paintings <laughs> are in the show Oh, that's right. uh, In Lito's apartment in in Mexico City. For those
7: who have seen the show, uh, there's a giant painting of a man uh, singing roses. Uh, That's one of my paintings uh, in Lito's apartment in season one. Uh, And there's a lot of action that happened (laughs) in front of my painting. And I love it. It's so so great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my pieces. And then Virgo's photograph is in season one. It's uh, the image in Lito's apartment again. uh, Season two is a photograph. Yeah. When Danny's talking on the phone for a long time, you can see the photograph in the background for a while. Yeah.
2: Oh. (laughs) I forget about this thing.
0: (laughs)
8: Oh no, no, no problem. Anyway,
7: so
2: yeah. That was it.
1: The tech guy to the rescue. If they only knew. Thanks, Ackerman. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this question goes out to the group as well. What was your favorite scene? that you filmed in San Francisco?
4: <laughs>
1: Maximilian?
4: Well, uh, in San Francisco. In San
1: Francisco, yep. Yeah.
4: I have to say the first day, because it was so crazy. And it was actually a scene I wasn't in. <laughs> I liked being on the set. I was amazing, because I got to watch them shoot the orgy scene. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch no this I love this they had because, you watch well I'm sitting in the room with Lana and Andy at the time and I got to watch them shooting it and downstairs in the basement
6: on I, the monitor or yes
4: yeah. I wasn't in the room oh, okay. but,
2: but still but,
4: but it was very funny because Brian comes in he plays Will the cop and and Leto played by Miguel Silvestre, they come in in white robes. And um, and I learned that I guess they're going to be in the scene. And I said to Brian, I said, have you ever been in a, in a sex scene before? He goes, he-. he said, no. I said, are you scared? He goes, hell yes.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and they just went just right and then uh, uh, Miguel is, up there, you know, pumping himself up, just they like, might, he, just like not his not. character does, and, and going the brrrr, just, like just like he did to warm up, you know? And they, and they just went in there, like, cold turkey, and it's like, after that you're just bonded, it's like, forget it it's like, get, it, get off the, whole, the hardest part over with at first and then I also remember the story of Miguel saying, that was his first day on the set also, it was everybody's first oh, wow. day on the set, and he goes to costume, and they give him a bag with a with a whatever you call
7: it's them. Sock. It's like a jockstrap. A
4: cock sock or something. A that was a costume. Cock sock
6: is the, sock is the proper they terminology. They
4: in the scene He's you don't see it. My cousin's looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> never, never mind. You can ask questions later. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, uh, so I, that was just my favorite day. But I loved. I think I have to say the scene with the dads, three dads that I'm in. That was really fun, at and I was Christmas? very comfortable. At Christmas. Christmas. Oh God, yes, the Christmas scene with the uh, which one?
7: That, the, well, that one with, at
9: the table with me. With, uh, with all yeah, the Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> even.
4: Yes, but I didn't even. You don't even see me in it in the show.
0: So, therefore, she doesn't like it.
4: <laughs> so, anyway, no, yes, I loved it all. I loved it all. <laughs> uh,
5: like Michael said, it was great being on that mountain uh, to be there early in the morning with the clouds. Oh, yeah. uh, it was beautiful. And, um, and it was such a beautiful place, the location. It's wood and mm-hmm. earth and flowers and animals. It was just, it was magical. It was really, it was beautiful. These crazy hummingbirds, hummingbirds flying all around. around and Yeah, yeah it, was fa- it was fantastic. That was my favorite.
3: I cleaned the toilets in
5: that place. <laughs> <laughs> you do? I, I did. For real? It's a great place. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I, was
3: the, I was the innkeeper there for a little while. And uh, yes, I, when I heard you guys were going to be shooting there, I go, oh yeah, I cleaned the toilets there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're up there getting
3: water brought to them.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> The life of an actor sometimes.
2: That's right.
3: That's right. And, and what a wonderful place to clean toilets, right? Yeah,
5: <laughs> uh,
2: true.
6: The West Point Inn yes. on top of Mount Tam.
2: Yeah.
6: Uh, I have to say, for me, for Bug, I'm being aware we're on podcasts, I might introduce who, 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 which, which voice is that? We might help our our radio viewers to anyway. Um, Ah, uh, the very the very first scene um, I shot where uh, we were not far from here. It, we were in North Beach at uh, the top of a uh, parking garage, and uh, one reason why it was so much fun was because that we shot that scene for five weeks or something like that. Wow! <laughs> so. <laughs> You should try to get that the first time there, Michael. uh... (laughs) So we were trying to get the scene at... um, It's supposed to be sunrise. So we're shooting it at sunset and letting them do their film magic. Uh, But every single time... um, I thought it was three times we shot in San Francisco, but somebody I believe corrected me and said it was two. I I'm not sure who's right if it was two or three times. We ran out of time every time, and we had to reshoot it. And then um, I actually improvised a brief tagline at the end, which was uh, "Love you, buddy," and they really liked that. And they flew me to Chicago. <laughs> Just to shoot that, <laughs> and I had to sit in the mot- in the hotel, a lowbrow four or five star hotel in downtown Chicago in the Miracle Mile. Yeah, I know. Poor thing. Uh, for for almost two weeks, making you know my high daily rate every day, <laughs> while they tried to figure out a time to fit me in. Okay, I can
2: do that. <laughs>
7: It, it, yeah. It's amazing how Lana is such a perfectionist yeah. Yeah. and such attention to detail. You know, the the smallest little thing you needs to the scene for the scene to work. She brings it from whatever. You know, it's great.
8: Yeah, I love it. Such a huge it's all in the details. Yeah. Yes. And that's yes. why they, you
2: know, put the, such effort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. already said Yes. Yeah. <laughs> too late. (laughs) And
6: and while she is a perfectionist in those ways, you're absolutely right. How can you be a perfectionist but at the same time be so open to all of these things? Um, uh, The more I uh, got to know Lana and uh, here's an old friend of hers. And the more I learned about her journey and I thought that she had worked this way the whole time, which is... Um, she, she has this camera, uh, Trey, I'm pretending that Trey is the cameraman, who's Daniele, and she has her hand on Daniele's back, and she's also kind of whispering to him, and she's talking to the actors, so all of this is unheard of on a film set, because they're all trying to be quiet, but she knows what's going to work, and what's not going to work, so she knows she can talk here, and they can, oh, that's fine, I can edit it later, and, uh, and so she's doing it this way so that she can take whatever Tino or, or Sandy uh, or, or comes up with and just go with it yeah. and even riff on that. And how do you be both a perfectionist and do that is, I don't know how she... It's, it's a quite a balancing act. Yeah. And then I learned that earlier in her career it was really the opposite. She was... Uh, some of the actors would sometimes complain that she would give line readings and that she was no, she wasn't really giving much room to the actors at all and now it was over, over the top improvising so that's quite a, anybody who transforms which I think is Lana's story is somebody who I really admire that was long-winded.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. I, when I was watching her work, and she would be on the camera guy's back, and she was, she didn't miss a thing. She's so, she just saw everything in the room, and just very gently would be, you know, shaping it. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, my favorite scene in San Francisco. Michael is a disaster! <laughs> I, I was so uptight, I thought my body would crack. And The one scene at the hospital? It, no, 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 this, that was shot in Chicago, actually. Oh. But the wedding, oh. it was the wedding, and Lana said... Because uh, I was kind of being low key, and I was, uh, I was, yeah, yeah, and I was upset, and I was like, you know, that tense body. But she said, no, no, just really, just be hysterical, you know. And I went, All right. So that that I enjoyed that. That was,
2: was a blast. Anyway. Oh, you have, oh, one? I have one. Give them two. Yes. Um. <laughs>
8: Yeah, like for, uh, for example, we were in, at the women's building um, watching uh, from the Behind, monitors yes. and watching Lana really like an artist would take clay and form and shape a beautiful sculpture. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, do it over and over and just get exactly what she wanted out of the actors. And it's, it was amazing to watch. Like, really impressive. Yeah. yeah.
7: But our favorite, my favorite scene was what we did in at the Palace of Fine Arts. We well, did the, the... In San Francisco, yeah. Yes, of course. It was fantastic. Not only it's a beautiful setting, but we had, like, perfect lighting. And if you see the scene, it's like, wow, there was not... A, no artificial it, it was yeah.
8: actually it was super super windy it's so windy so we made this and we really, had these really giant int- wings intricate yeah <laughs> oh my in- god really intricate uh, costume I, uh, I felt like a kite and I I made these uh, wings like on my back and on my head uh, made of paper and cellophane and Tino had these giant wings <laughs> so and it was so windy curious. and one of his giant wings like <laughs> slapped me on the head <laughs> and knocked off one of my ears <laughs> And it cut of part of his costume.: And I had these really long trails, and the wind was wrapping it around my feet, and I was trying to walk <laughs> in that uh, yeah. and I trip. And you know the, all this team came in yeah. and they glued the oh. wing on my head, and they are trying to <laughs> unwrap the things from my feet. And it was so windy, I kept
7: you know throwing the pedals in the air, and it would just keep blowing away. <laughs> <laughs> you can really see anything so we had to do that scene several times like okay now it's not so windy let's try again so lucky for us we got the beautiful scene with the wind was it so strong but it was like boom.
4: they, didn't, know, they was didn't go crazy. back in your face
7: uh, they would sometimes yeah into my eye and then I was wearing like really long fake eyelashes so I was like oh great uh, and that's when I met you yes that's right. Yeah, that's right but you know speaking of what you were saying about uh, improvisation uh, Lana is like okay uh, say whatever you want or We're like, like what should we say whatever I've never <laughs> sold brownies in, in the park <laughs> just do whatever I'm like okay cool yeah. so we just basically what you hear is improvise you know yeah. um, basically I say uh uh, this is some good stuff and then we also
8: say um, happy journey never be the same you'll
7: again. never be the same again <laughs> <laughs> which we use again for for the yeah, parents for the, fin- for yeah. the
8: finale in, in the t- Eiffel Tower
7: yeah but that was really really fun to do that scene with the
8: which yeah with, when uh, yeah Repealing. But like meeting meeting you was so awesome we, we because were we were good. not expecting that she would be so we, nice. We were like kind of afraid. <laughs> we were stuck. Yeah, waiting. We were like to check okay. our, our uh, IDs and and. <laughs> We're like, oh, the, the, the bad mom. Oh, and my Sandy God. Sandy was just such a beautiful, Sandy is like, wonderful like, oh, guys. Person. We're like, what? And, oh, my God. And, you know, a great actress because in the show, you're like, oh, my God, she's so evil. But <laughs> it couldn't be further from the truth. She's yeah. like the sweetest, you know, but, smart, uh, awesome But
7: That was my favorite scene. What was your favorite scene, too? Yeah, of course. Yeah.
8: I mean, I mean, in San Francisco, but right. of course, Paris, like on the oh. Eiffel Tower. But we're going to talk about fire, Paris later, yeah, right? Later, later, yeah. You,
0: you can <laughs> talk about Paris if
7: you want. we can we'll <laughs> do it later, because we, we have a story about the fire. You're right, you oh, are yeah, right. Yeah, 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 Thank okay. you for yeah, keeping
4: yeah. us on task. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing about Lana, because everyone got to say something really nice about Lana. <laughs> she, and she was... Listened. So they were both so calm all the time with all this stress, the stress. I mean, so much. And everybody was so nice. Everybody on that team was so frigging nice. I was just blown away. It was just. It just made it such a pleasure. I just still can't believe that I, that I had that experience with everybody. Everyone was so wonderful, and I miss them. I miss them.
0: <laughs> and the other thing we keep hearing is that it's family, you know, like childhood friends and dear friends, and it's just, sense it is is real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> is there any aspect from the show that um, you notice impacting you on a daily life? So do you ever think back, or or something that happened during the show, or a line, something that, something that you notice in your daily life has changed because... You got to participate in this incredible series. Yeah. Have I,
6: I have one. It's having your friends back and having people's backs and, um, that I've just been very mindful of. I'm, I'm repeating myself from our podcast earlier okay. in the. <laughs> I think. I don't remember. It's, a,
1: it's okay. It's impactful. It's all right. <laughs> Some things are worth repeating.
6: <laughs> this is not one of them, but here we go anyway.
2: <laughs>
6: uh, so I'm in Berlin. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, I'm in Berlin. <laughs> I'm shooting since 8 <laughs> you know, with Lana Wachowski and Daryl Hannah and all of these fantastic people and... uh We we just went off to see um, an IMAX film as a as a group, the cast and crew and whoever wanted to go, and we all went to see Blade Runner on in (laughs) IMAX, and um, and you know you got to get there on the train, and it's just that the train door was like closing, and like somebody was on the other side, and and uh, and I just jumped out, you know, because you can't leave that person alone, you, you know, and I, and I don't think I would have done that before, I, I would have thought, you're like, well, they probably, they'll make it, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> but it was such a theme of the show, I was like, you know, we've got to be sense aid about this, we, get, we're, we were consciously, I was anyway, consciously trying to... Uh, live and act in my daily life like the show said because the show is so beautiful and so right.
1: Great.
3: Shall I go for it? I'll go for it. Although mine's kind of inside out. Um, the, the reason I love the show or one one of the reasons I really loved it is because it's, it's, it's a reoccurring deep theme in me is that we're all connected and it's just so validating, encouraging to see that in a in a film, um, I firmly believe we're all connected, like it or not. And so to, to to have that play out, and it's not just about people on the edge or people who are struggling with their identity. It's it's uh, human, being human. And uh, I just it was just very satisfying that they they did it so well without hammering on it. You feel it. You don't really think it. So.
7: Um, yeah for me it was uh, a reaffirmation of uh, instinctual uh, trust uh, to believe that what you instinctually think it's right then that's you're normally right but uh, other people around you might be telling you the other the the opposite Uh, you have to trust yourself and the show kind of reaffirmed my belief in that because I see a lot of that reflected in the show how at the beginning a lot of these sensate uh, characters doubt what they're thinking or what they're feeling and eventually they realize that what they were feeling was true it was it was not imagination they were not you know f- uh, daydreaming or whatever but uh, i i love that about the show and it's kind of reaffirmed i believe in that and you know i yeah feel... definitely
8: definitely to tr- trust yourself and and w- and what you have inside to believe in it and, and uh,
7: <coughs> go with your gut feeling, yeah. yeah to to you,
8: open your mind and I mean it's got. Such, it's very likely that you are on the right path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if it comes from your heart, it's you know it's yeah. a strong, you know, thing. And it, you yeah. go go with it. And, but only and only the good things. The <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Not the hateful, yeah, nasty of course, ones. of course, of course, well, of course. I mean, yeah.
7: Only positive thinking, you know, like yeah.
8: No, but definitely, like you were saying, to focus on the love and the, and the connection yes. right, with your, you know, people. Uh, w- w- you know, all of us are, like Sandy was saying as well. Yeah, we're, we're we are human, and, and yeah. we're here to to support each other and love each other, and be there for each other. And that that show, uh, you know, it's I, one of the most beautiful things about the show. I, it, I love it, the show it, it how it, it
7: cultivates that essence. You know that the friendship, the 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 close knee tight uh friendships that you have in the show they're very like family like you know they're very close connected and
3: i think something else i wanted to say and 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 we do feel each other i think everybody in this room knows that You, you you your mother your sister your lover your whatever you can feel them when you're far away from them and and it was lovely to you know, that this was science fiction, but it's, it's so real for me.
4: So I liked that as well. Yeah, I just, I just want to say the, the, the whole premise of the show, like you said, is that I'm not just a me, I'm also a we. And that, I love, I love that. It has connected me to so many people that I would never, ever have met Before, including Sheila and Zach, who we met, we visited each other at first. (laughs) Visited, as you know in the show, they visit each other. They can visit each other where they can only see each other but nobody else can see them. And then they can see each other in real life. So I visited them online and then met them in real life in Chicago where we we feel like we've known each other forever but the, the for me it's what this show has how it affects people it just as i was saying to other people it moves people so deeply and that really stuns me it really moves me how it's, people said this show has saved lives and and just going places and i went into a, a cafe near my house and, and this young man looks up at me and he goes, "I love you." And I and I said, "You do?" I said, "Why?" He says, "Because you're insensate." And I just said, "Oh," and we just fall into each other's arms. We just hug each other. This happens to me all the time. Not not all the time, but 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 uh it's, it's, it's everybody true. you meet everybody yes. you meet and you go with sense say, Oh, can I have a hug? Let's hug and I'm a hugger, so you know, it's just it's they, just been amazing. It's true. They, they immediately
7: connect with you because they've seen you and they they buy you free shots at the bars.
4: There's, <laughs> they're so... It's happened to us. They're uh, so uh, lovely. Yeah, no,
7: seriously. They go, like, oh, well, you guys are the fairies. And we're like, yeah, we are. They're like, oh, you want a shot? I'm like, okay.
4: <laughs> and then... And also
7: the hugs, too, of course. Yeah.
4: And, and then also... Uh, because people in the sh- in uh, when I joined Twitter for this show, I never done anything like that before. People were going along saying, I need a hug from Amanita's mom. And so it's like, you know, I felt like everybody was my, ch- they were all my children. They felt, <laughs> it was just amazing. And it just, it just moves me. It still makes the hair on my arms stand up. Uh, but anyway, I forgot what else I was going to say, so I'm going to pass it.
0: Okay. <laughs> I just want to say something yeah, quick, say Sandra. It's a good thing they don't do to
3: recognize oh, you. They recognize bug when uh, you're together. When we're together, they'll they'll want bug, and they They love bug, and you know they're all excited. And Michael's so generous, and, and says, "Do you recognize her?" And you're like, eh, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no throw their arms around me,
2: but uh, it's, the, the, it's
3: it's kind that they say I don't remind them of Jim. <laughs> happy about
2: that. Well, if they exactly. saw so the, so the, the very last
8: the finale, then there was yes, yes, that.
4: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. That's true. What uh, about uh, you say?
5: You do first. Just to piggyback on what everybody else said, I think the thing that I really appreciate is the fact that it shows that we all have a contribution to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we forget that, that we do have a role in each other's lives, and there's something that you have a gift, and you have a gift, and you have a gift, right. and that they can complement each other. Okay. And I think that that's something we can always be reminded of. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, and unconditional love, too. This show is about that, and we all want to be loved for who we are, flaws and all, and we are all flawed. <laughs> you know. I also wanted to say about the mural a little bit because I, maybe that's something that affected me. that The fans wanted to know how they wanted to keep the message of the show alive after it got canceled. And somebody's idea was to create a Sensei mural in all the cities where it was shot. And so I thought, that sounds like a great idea, keep the message alive of the show. And I said, well, how hard can it be to connect the dots, you know, so I found a muralist, and I got it going, and we did it online. We raised $16,000 on Kickstarter from 300 people in 10 different countries, including Pakistan. I was just stunned. I was just floored by the support for this kind of thing, and sadly, it it um, had to be canceled, and it was really devastating, but the love and support for that it was just amazing, and uh, so we're all helping each other. We all take on each other's dreams and help them, and people, it's a movement to try and make these senseate murals all over the world, and there are people who are working on it now, one in Berlin and one in uh, Porto. Uh, Porto, Portugal. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Alright, so I have a question for Sandy, Tino, and Virgo. Oh. Yeah. So, the brownie scene is very iconic. Oh. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: We would like to know your perspective on being a part of it. <laughs> so, well, me, are you? Also, go, go. All three of you, this is for you three. Okay. When, when Lana
7: said we're going to be in the final shot in, uh, at the Eiffel Tower, I was jumping up and down because I was like, what? I mean, Seriously. Eiffel Tower in Paris
8: doesn't get How much amazing better than that. is that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she and says,
7: it, yeah. "Right." And then uh, we're gonna do that scene with you. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was a little like, a little scared. Like, what are, we, <laughs> what are we gonna do with do with Sandy? You know, like, what
8: kind, What what's this? Yeah, what what is this scene
7: gonna entitle? And she's, she's like, she's gonna
8: well. pull out her fairy wings." <laughs> <laughs>
7: Uh-huh, yeah, but, but then she said well, her. you give, him, give her brownies and then she's going to feel like transform and uh, you know she's going to unwind and feel happy for the first time ever in the show So
8: <laughs> it was fun Yeah, you did such an amazing you did. it was like, like one of my very favorite I spend, love especially scene. the part when when you come up to know me and you go know Nomi. me Nomi. Like, no Nomi. Nomi. you know it's what a beautiful spirit. name and it's like wow it's just like, like such a enlightening such yeah. an opening like heart oh, opening like yeah. it felt
7: good because it. you also feel like oh she has a heart
2: yeah. oh. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it, it was a release <laughs>
2: yeah you know, it,
7: it was a beautiful moment and then and then you also said to the guy that plays your husband Paris is so beautiful
3: why, why did we wait why so long why did we wait so long I don't <laughs>
7: Yeah, that was but, uh, that was. No, it was a beautiful scene, and uh, it's, it carried a lot of magic throughout the the whole party. We walked around and made everyone happy.
2: So.
7: <laughs> it was pretty iconic. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like holy, you know, everybody's like, "Wow, you guys shot in Paris."
8: We're like, "I know, right?" <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: they yeah, it's tower a, all night long. Yeah. All
8: yeah. night, like from ten and, and in the, the morning. morning to uh, ten, ten at night to ten in the morning. Yeah, but what?
7: Oh my God, what? The, uh, yeah. About the fireworks. Yeah. Uh, so it had been raining all day long in Paris. Uh, this was October, uh, third week of October. It was raining all day long, and we were going to shut that scene that night. And, one uh, chance only. One chance only for fireworks. Yeah. And everyone's freaking out because how the hell are we going to shut this scene with all this And it was super, super crazy. rare. It was raining. Yeah, yeah it, was it was raining. It was a
8: super rare once in a lifetime, like first time ever that they allowed this. Right. Fireworks. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's right. For, yeah. for a show. For and a then, show.
7: So one, one chance. Those fireworks are really expensive. I had no idea because was freezing,
8: I've never... raining, fri- freezing, raining, super rainy. windy, super...
7: We're wearing, like, really heavy costumes and how we're going <laughs> to survive this weather, you know, up there. So anyway, we go in there. It's, like, 9 o'clock. I don't know if you guys remember. Like, yeah. it's 9 o'clock and it's still drizzling. We're like, oh. And then, like, half an hour later, it stops. The fireworks were gonna go at ten. I no, think. No, at, at midnight. Right? Midnight. Yeah, at midnight. midnight. It was like right before midnight. midnight. So we shot all the scenes and then before, the fir- I mean, Yeah, before the fireworks.
8: No, but, but when it came time for the fireworks, it, it was raining, super windy. Oh. It was gonna be like impossible. No
2: we were. Like, we were the, all
8: the like, like the sky opened Oh up, my god! The rain stopped. And it was the most amazing, amazing fireworks. fireworks. Seven seven, so what, seven, when like everybody reacts, reacts Apple the Eiffel Tower, you, you when you when
7: you see the fireworks and everyone's reacting like that, it's for real. Oh my god! It was we were,
8: amazing. We were all so
7: relieved that it stopped yes. raining and that it wasn't so windy and we were able to shoot the fireworks. So everyone's jumping up and down and you know like from from going from freezing to like super to like oh
8: warm and happy
7: and we, no one could feel it any was, pain anymore. It like, was pretty magical. I thought. God, you know, we have something good on our side if this yeah. weather stops. Those were the best fireworks by
6: far Amazing. I've wow. ever Amazing. seen in my life. And if you see fireworks when you're looking them in the eye rather than looking yeah. up at them, yeah. Yeah. we were looking at we them looking right at, here yeah, in front of so us. So high! Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Eiffel
8: right. Tower is oh so incredible. It doesn't—you don't realize from uh, from the floor, but when you're up on it, it's, it's just so incredibly. The space. Is mind oh, blowing. Oh, yeah. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. Beautiful.
6: Totally. And after eating all those brownies, man... <laughs> But, so good, but, yeah. But we
3: need to get uh, Sandy's take on
6: this. <laughs> yes, of course. My
3: brownie, my brownie perspective. Uh, one, one of the things was I was concerned with what they were going to do with Janet. I hadn't gotten the script yet, and I thought, are they going to kill me? You know, and just shoot me, or or, or or are they going to give me a cheesy long monologue and where I transform myself? I mean, I shouldn't say that cheesy. Sorry, but that's what I was thinking, and and thought they better give it to me now because I need two weeks to work on that if I'm going to make it real. And uh, I didn't get the script and didn't get the script <laughs> and didn't get the script.
6: This is also sensate.
3: Yes, the day, day before. And I was so thrilled. I thought... Brilliant! And Lana had said, and I, and she again was so dear. I'm, I have this, you know, not on the set very much at all. But she just hugged me, greeted me in the Eiffel Tower, and I said, God, this is genius way to open up, Janet. She goes, always go high. So, you know, and 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 these guys could not. I, if you saw it, when you came over towards me in those amazing costumes. I think one of you poked one, the other one in the I, eye with a awesome.
2: <laughs> and,
3: and you were so kind about it. You didn't go, hey, hey. So, so when you brought those brownies over, I, I mean, talk about no acting. I was, you know, because I'm so uptight and and there come these fairies <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm drinking champagne and oh, whatever. And it was a wonderful feeling to to lose the the uptightness of Janet and just be able to love my daughter and and yeah. it felt really really fun that was that was really
2: that really was
7: fun. a beautiful scene so an yeah. Amazing part of the
2: finale.
3: It, yeah it, it, it felt yeah. so good focus, like, yeah. thank you yeah. I mean I, I mean really all of the... it I was
7: mean, it was fun to do that scene yeah.
3: And, and all, all of you
7: guys were there. We were all, yeah, all were,
3: yeah, everyone
4: All of us were All of us were one dancing scene. quite a bit, if I remember. Uh, <laughs> yes. I also, when I changed my mind. That was my favorite scene. <laughs> I forgot about it. No, it was so much fun. And just going to Paris, because I grew up in Paris, actually. So it was really fun for me to be there. And it was like a party all night. But the, Fire, I just have to say, the fireworks thing was incredible because we get up there and there's all these extras, or hundreds of people, and it's raining. And Lana says, "Okay, cool we
6: looking extras.
2: Very, cool, and they were yes. dressed yeah. to A lot of people the people tea. were almost naked. You know, I yeah. think we
4: were
7: almost naked. I was almost freezing. naked. I was like, so, oh, how so, am I going to survive this?
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, at, well, we danced all night, thank goodness. But anyway. Lana says, okay, we have a half an hour to do this, and we had one shot at these fireworks. One shot. No
7: pressure. No,
4: Yeah, it's one awesome. shot, and so let's do one rehearsal, and there's hun- like a hundred people or more least, or something. 100. And so we do this one, you know, with moving the chairs and, you know, whatever we were doing, and then, and then okay, let's shoot it. And it had to be right, exa- and it, they went off exactly at the moment that they were supposed to and they were gorgeous and the next day i don't know if any of you realized. everyone this, was
7: talking about them they
4: were pissed they they <laughs> because Paris they don't allow pissed. fireworks on the eiffel tower we've already said this except the 14th of july but lana managed to get it yeah. like it was that scene was supposed to be done in san francisco the wedding scene and they didn't get the permit, so they had to do it in Paris. And she gets yeah. the Eiffel Tower. Only I know, Lana right? Could do that. <laughs> Only Lana could do that. So the next day, my friends told me, because some friends came to visit me, and they said, all of this, is Paris was time that they were terrified of these fireworks. They thought it was a terrorist attack, even though they had put signs all over the... The base of the Eiffel Tower to warn people that we were going to be fireworks, but the rest of the city didn't know. It was the city's fault, and the city got the blame for it. Right. So, but it's like, wow, you know, it was just everyone that was, was talking crazy. about the fireworks. Yeah, crazy. So, but it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Sandy, I'm going to direct a question at you, and we're going to go a little deeper now. So you guys touched on the know me and the transformation in in Janet's character from, I take it as know me, like in the beginning there's just, she's not there, you're not acknowledging her to the know me. Knowing you from the podcast and from being your friend, you've dedicated a lot of your life to self-actualization and transformation. Do you want to talk about this story arc and... How that relates to real life, as you see it, and I gave her no prep for this.
3: Um, I'm trying. So, so, so. You mean in terms of uh, just in real, like that transfer.
0: To me, I think that story, arc reflects the transformation that we all go ah. through as we reflect upon ourselves and transform. Not just in the name, but in Janet's character moving through that. Janet's
3: transformation. character. Yeah, I think you know. Of course, I thought about her character a lot and and why and what, but I think uh, it's simplified by, you know, eating a brownie and and changing, but but how lovely. Uh, And I always If it were only that easy. Yes, if it were only that easy, but I think a lot of personal pain um, in her, and in in all of us, you know, the suffering of just being a human being. I'm always saying, it's really hard being a human. It's really hard. Transformation is difficult, but so worth it. If we're off track or misguided or, or... change is, is inevitable and important, and I think in Janet's case, you know, she's a mother, and, it, and, it, and it's hard being a mother. It, it's oh, painful, yes. and, and, and you want so badly to do what's right, and, and that was my approach for Janet, is, is I had to find a way to love her if I'm gonna be in her body, <laughs> and, and she loved, so much, but such a control freak for her fear and her her misguided ways and how painful. But
7: I, I love I I love that line that you say when you enter the Eiffel Tower at the beginning. You're like, what is it? What is the line? Uh, you remember? It?
3: It yes. Something, make a spectacle oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. out of a simple civil yes, ceremony. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: over the top. It's just so funny. Too. And and
3: and really, <laughs> it, I don't even know if you could see it as a, a viewer, but in real life, walking in the Eiffel Tower, and it was, I mean, the it, the, the 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 decorations and the g- gale, I mean, it was it was overdone, and, and I mean, so it was like. It was comical. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I don't know if you know this, but it's tall.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> very
1: tall. For for me, Janet, uh, looking her story, it really is kind of to me. It's a message of hope. Yes. Right, because there's sometimes there's things in ourselves that we go through patterns that we know we want to change and we have intention to. it, And sometimes it takes a while to actually change those, even the hardest of patterns. And to see Janet's transformation because everybody loves to hate that character at the very end is a great message of hope for ourselves for those, those things that, you know, challenge. we all have different challenges in our lives and overcome because of our, our belief systems and our patterns and we're just doing the best we can. So that's what I saw Out of that scene, it's just a message of hope that the things that we don't think can change can.
0: Nice. As we're talking, I'm also thinking about the generational because your daughter know me. You know, she chose that name in her transformation, and probably for the multiple meanings of it: the demanding somebody know me, the there isn't any me to the know me, and that she went through that same process. And I think that. When we look at the next generation leading us past our comfort zone into something more, and sometimes it's the hardest things that we face that help us know ourselves more.
6: It only occurred to me just now, uh, the aspect of know me is that there's no me because we are a we.
3: That's That's true. true.
1: All right, Max, Maximilian, we have a question for you. Are there any aspects of grace that you would like to incorporate into your person?
4: Yes, <laughs> and um, in the scene where she talks about binding her daughter, she loses her daughter when she's a little baby, and she she the panic before the panic rises. She has she has a connection to her through the heart, and she can find her. I want that so I can find everything I lose. Because I, lo- I lose things all the time. They go into a black hole. <laughs> and if I had something... Well, yeah, but... Max I would not ability, tell me the answer to the question until we, we got I want the ability to find it. things... That way, and people, of course. What? Well, yeah. There's some differences. There are some differences between between us. I I, I don't. I, I would be too much for me to have three at the same time. I think I, I, I would have. I, I'm more one person at a time. <laughs> uh, and I probably would have wanted to know who the father was. <laughs> but um, other than that, I, I feel that um, I pretty much played myself. I mean, I have a lot of those her qualities. I think I have a big heart, as everybody here does. But I, felt, I was very blessed to get the part. I, and um, I just, yeah, so that, but anyway, thank you.
0: That was the perfect answer. Yeah. We've spent the last couple of days looking for her things.
4: <laughs> I have. I've lost my favorites anyway.
0: Okay. I'm going deep on you guys now. <laughs> Tino in Virgo. We had the incredible opportunity you know how enchanting I find your paintings and that they open a portal and you were so gracious to let us see the studios and you definitely know how to travel the realms so I'm interested if you've thought about the lacuna in the last episode and what that realm might include kind of a uh, it's kind of like
7: strangely familiar yeah. you know so you uh, I don't know I, I don't intellectualize a lot of these things I feel them and
0: you can answer with your feelings Yeah. what do you feel so, from uh, that
7: right? I, I feel like they're you know it's kind of like something that happens in real life too we are spirit and flesh you know so we travel between both worlds I mean especially when we are dreaming mm-hmm. certainly you know we don't know where we go you just, sometimes you're really exhausted, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why. A busy night. <laughs> yeah, you go to weird places, and you know you have nightmares, which are also dreams. You know, not all dreams are pleasant, and you come back and you're pretty exhausted. So we definitely go to places.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, definitely to, uh, through our work, uh, uh, you know, uh, I know you do also as well, but I know I, I feel like I am receiving, like I'm channeling things and sort of creating through another entity and it's, you know, some people may think, oh, yeah, right, whatever but, you know, <laughs> uh, it's really real and yeah. that's what I recognize this, seeing this show. Like th- This is not, uh, you know, science fiction. No, it's, this it's is real. real it's, it's, it's
7: rooted in real life. Uh, yeah.
8: And uh, w- I feel we work through um, energy that we receive and uh, we reflect our, our own reality from what we receive and we uh make this uh our life and and uh hopefully it's full of love and beauty and acceptance and love and uh which is a big part of what what this show is and what really resonated with us of course
7: But also uh, about the show, there's a lot of suffering involved.
2: There is.
7: And it's really, really great to see it because we we kind of like tend to not want to deal with suffering and pain. We always shove it off to the side. And I think in this case, pain and suffering can be very transformative if you direct this energy towards creative ends. You have to, you have to. I read this amazing quote by Ovid who wrote The Metamorphoses. If you guys know about mythology, he wrote all these myths. Anyway, he says uh, be patient and tough. Uh, Someday this pain will be useful to you. And I just freaking out because I'm like, thank you. This is exactly what we need to understand. That this pain can be actually a useful tool to have. You don't have to shove it to the side. You don't have to run away from it because it will follow you anyway. It doesn't matter where you go, it will follow you. So take it. Feel it really deep and transform it into something amazingly beautiful.
8: Definitely, uh, you cannot really overcome, uh, ugliness is out there, evil is is out there, and uh, you cannot close your eyes and think it's gonna go away. You really need to accept it, not in your heart, but accept the fact that it exists, the reality of it, in order to move on from it. move, move, move Without, away
7: from from
8: it move, yeah. move move on move leave it behind to to yeah. to yeah
7: to create something
8: to make your your creation even more
7: relevant to yourself to make it more beautiful and make it more uh, to
8: transform that in, into into something love, amazing into yeah. awareness of of you know uh, yeah of goodness and uh, with, it, yeah
7: with, it works i mean we do it all the time i do it with my work and You know, sometimes some of these really painful paintings that I, some of you are not aware of what kind of work I do, but if you Google me, you, I mean, you're going to see some kind of scary images. But some of these scary images actually come up when I'm the happiest. And some of the really beautiful, gorgeous paintings, peaceful and fairylands, are really there because I go to really dark places. So it kind of works the opposite. If I'm feeling deeply sad or, or, in pain, I will do something really pretty. Mm. And if I'm really happy, I would do really dark paintings because <laughs> it's easier to address these issues when you're on the opposite side of the spectrum.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. Otherwise,
7: it's just so close to it that it will kind of like, you know, it will squeeze you hard. And <laughs> right.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's beautiful. Does anyone else want to talk about the lacuna and the realms or
4: anything like that? No. No, that was the mystery of the show. I think that
0: we don't know what it is. We don't know that realm that they went to. Three
4: episodes. It got cut short, so they. It was part of the story that we will come back, hopefully, and we'll learn more. The
6: lacuna was the elder woman sitting in the middle of the castle, a monastery hermitage in uh, Brussels or in uh, Belgium.
4: And hadn't she birthed whispers?
6: Yes, she was. That's right. She's Whisper's mother.
4: Yes. Wow, the dark and the light.
6: I didn't get that part. Quite honestly, I
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's think the next part. series. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, I. Uh, what you said about you didn't intellectualize things. That's that's. I watched a lot of things in that way.
0: I kind of like enjoy it for what it was. The storytelling and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We have a Twitter question and a Twitter request, and then we'll take a few from the audience. Yeah. The request is: Can you please wish happy birthday to Isabel?
3: Happy birthday, happy, happy birthday,
2: birthday, birthday, Isabel! Isabel. Isabel. Isabel.
0: Isabel. <laughs> and the question is from a Twitter account Danny CC1,
3: and it is: What do you think is the best teaching in Sense Eight? To me, it's that we're all connected and that we're here to help each other. And everybody has different strengths, and and each strength is important. So that's I that's my personal take. I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
10: Said it for all of us.
1: Do we have any questions from the audience? Don't be yeah. shy. All right, come on up here.
10: Uh, so thank you all. This is an amazing show. It's changed my life, and it's changed the life of a lot of my friends. Um, so I am really interested in psychedelics and in the show, it features MDMA, DMT, cannabis, and I might've missed some. Um, so I'm curious, what was your thought about that? It's, I feel like of all the shows out there, this is the one that's really psychedelics forward. So, um, yeah, any thoughts on that? And thanks again. Thank you.
6: I think that those drugs that you're describing are fairly popular with, <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, some of the some of the cast members um
2: <laughs>
6: anyway really um, Or were.
2: <laughs> oh,
6: she's trying to protect me i see no, no, i get you, you.
2: <laughs> i was just being
6: honest about my oh. uh well i i think you know certain drugs have different properties you know from alcohol to marijuana to cocaine or whatever, and the ones that you're talking about, the uh, psychedelics, if that's the right word. MDNA, right. Acid, said. LSD, mushrooms, mushrooms. whatever, mushrooms. mescaline. Yeah. They're opening up things, and I think a lot of uh, psychedelic users would, uh, I would say God is is one thing you're trying to... A reach towards. And I think that's absolutely, I mean, the, the connections that Lana and Lily and the rest of the team are making are, uh, you're seeing a lot of the influences of our modern society, like the computer, like the internet. But you're also, and these things are connecting uh, um, in a technological way, uh, the, the entire world. And I think, though, there are other ways of connecting uh, everybody in the entire world, and I and for me, I think of the psychedelics as connecting you to uh, like maybe a computer is very specifically can connect, uh, uh, connect me with Trey down in LA or with Suku in Seoul, Korea. Uh, but there's a collective unconsciousness I th- that is spoken of a lot, and I that to me, that is tapping into the. And I and I don't think there's a big difference between that and God and the source or the collective unconscious or those are my thoughts.
4: Well, actually, in in sense eight, there was talk of how the what sense were. They, they talked about the, what is it? The mycelium, the the, oh, the, the root the, system the, of the, mushrooms, the mushrooms that. Uh, how, how does that work exactly?
7: They, they're connected they're, through they're roots,
4: connecting through, roots, through everything uh,
7: mycelia mushrooms they they are all connected to and it's they, a root system they communicate if there's a fire they tell the other ones and some they there's something that happens um, they do communicate with with all, with all, of, all right. of the whole forest
4: so this was to describe what it's like to be a sensate how how we're that we're all connected that way.
8: Yes, actually, the root of the story, that the is the, the, connect, the roots of mushrooms, and yes. it was inspired from that. Nice. It came out the the whole sensei
4: story. Right, so and I named my daughter Amanita.
8: Amanita, yes. the
7: mushroom. Yes, the mushroom. yes mushroom.
8: that's right. Mushroom
7: with a little white, the little white, white dots. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, the way I see it, it's like a it's like a an opening window to other dimensions in which. If you think of how drugs have been demonized in our society for specific purposes, because they want to control, they want make you be afraid, and they want to control human beings. But if you're a responsible adult and if you want to try something, you also be really careful. I'm, um, for one, very, super hypersensitive system, so I need to, be, to sleep well, eat well, and maybe I can smoke a little bit something sometimes (laughs) but i i i think uh, you know a lot of these uh herbs and 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 things are really really helpful to humans and have been a lot of shamans use them for 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 their uh ceremonies you know but they have to be done carefully and with the right guidance it's you know i think they're strong and we underestimate the power that they have sometimes and also, how much do you want to see? How much do you, you, you gotta be really careful. But I think uh, I like how it, it's used in the, in the show to illustrate the, the, the freedom that you can achieve uh, through n- natural things.
8: And like, like you were saying, Tino, that uh, they are demonized because uh, it's part of controlling humanity, uh, keeping them from experiencing otherness. Thinking for themselves and opening their spirit to what's beyond this reality, and there's a definite reason for the demonizing of the, of these things that it should not be because they're really not bad things.
3: may I uh, <laughs> um, I just want to, to to say I, I think whatever. It's, people should be free to explore in any way they wish to and we're all so different I, I'm very sensitive too, so it's I can smoke a little bit but I, I I'm very but I've heard so many good stories about using psychedelics for 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 uh, psychological care for people, uh, end of life, um, that it's a, a very valuable tool. So I'm glad to, in, in, it's, it's, a, it's just another realm and exploration and that is, sounds like, I mean, my feeling from what you said, it's a very positive and healthy opening kind of thing. So yeah, bravo. <laughs>
10: Did we answer your question? I,
6: I wanted, I was wondering if you would comment.
10: Yeah. So I'm going to try to remember this. I, I'm part of the Reddit conversation on the show. Um, and something that came up was a discussion around DMT. And they, on the show, actually, it says that DMT is the op- opposite of side blockers. It's a very small part of the show. Um, yeah. the blockers that
7: they're
1: using on the show. Oh. Yeah.
10: Aha, uh-huh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I thought, oh, well, that's so interesting. And, and so I think the idea is that, DMT can just open up the, the consciousness networks. Um, so that's a little bit. And um, yeah, I think it also it can assist in this sense of interconnectedness that really is a dominant theme of the show.
6: Yeah. It, is that the horse? Uh, it, it, it's been known as the oh, horse? That's, tr- ke-
10: that's ketamine. But DMT is um, it's a short-acting psychedelic. It's very strong. It's, it's in ayahuasca. Um, but uh-huh. but apparently it can do some things such as like assist in tele- telepathy, which is also a big theme of the show. So the shamans in South America use
7: ayahuasca uh, frequently in their in their uh, ceremonies. Yeah, it's I've been for there for centuries. Yeah,
1: yeah, I went down to Peru in 2013 and hung yeah. out with some Shipibo shamans, and I had the pleasure of. Taking ayahuasca twelve times while I was down there. Yeah, but you Um, need
7: special guidance. Not. Yeah,
1: yeah. that is one thing um, in particular. You know, they honor this. It is medicine. It's not a. It's not something you line up for on Friday night at the club. You know, they're doctors. It's their medicine. So, it's it's used in a very special way to heal people. Um, and it's a beautiful thing and they've been using it for thousands of years and you know if you I, I kind of talked about this on the podcast already a little bit but you know, basically, our society doesn't have the wisdom it takes, and we're just starting to learn that there is value in these things. For those of us who already have explored these, <laughs> then we know there's, there's, there's something there, and there's healing power in them. Like, one of the things that Janet said is, like, so mushrooms have been started to be studied years ago for end of life, and um, basically, it allows people to kind of confront death and understand that there's, this isn't the end because it, 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 it opens us up and there's um, scans on the brain that show that when you're under the influence of these particular things, the mushrooms here, the psilocybin mushrooms, the identity of self, the activity in your brain, Dissipates and you're more connected. The, the receptors in your brain that connect you with the rest of the world deeply actually fire up and are more active. So, you know, this is all these things are very early in our culture as far as like scientific study and things like that. But I, I personally think they're beautiful. I think they started the show out with DMT. Like, I think that's a big thing. Um, the trap here is, is special medicine causes special problems. That's a, that was a, from a Zen master. I read an article about him one time. And so the idea here is we don't want to be dependent, right? So if you're doing these things, having somebody who's done them and can guide you and takes care of you um, when you're in these experiences is a, is a very important thing. And it, when we have that wisdom to respect these plants because they're alive and the spirit that they carry and and what they can teach us, then for certain situations, they can help a lot. Like ayahuasca, for example, has been used to help heroin addiction. Like, just kick it. Like, you'll have heroin addicts roll down to Peru and they're not addicted anymore after some treatment. So that's that's a beautiful thing, you know, but that's a very special situation to be addicted like that and to have a tool to do that. So it just the more we, ha- we understand and we are able to dive into this and really get some real knowledge. They're all very experiential, though. So you can talk about it on paper, but <laughs> it's not the same when you're in there. There's no... There's no <laughs> it's just a very <laughs> wonderful
9: experience. All right, do we have any more other questions? Yeah, come on over here. I was interested in... Um, season one, they had a character, Sun... Bach who they did several scenes uh, episodes where she was in prison and introduced you to some of the people that she was in a cell with and I really thought that um, there's an opportunity and I wanted to know what you felt about the show being a vehicle for talking about social issues and expanding into areas like mass incarceration and, and other things because the show was a very unique vehicle, and I thought that after season one, they were probably going to I, I don't understand why more people in Sense8 weren't in prison, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I thought that was interesting I, I want to know how you felt about that being a vehicle the show being a vehicle for addressing social issues, some of them were addressed um, in depth, and I think as uh, those characters there uh, actually uh, to me, it said that uh, and, and probably it was a good thing that most people did not see this magical, um, uh, the fairies. It, it, in their normal life, they don't see them. But, but it was kind of like being able to look through a window and seeing, this is, this is what it really is. But when you see them, they're just two people walking by. But they really have wings. <laughs> and, you know. We all do actually. Definitely. Right. So I would just want to know how you felt about the show being a vehicle for social discourse
3: thank you me oh gosh Uh, i was just smiling smiling and nodding um i i think it's a great vehicle for social discourse I, i i feel like i wish all art really is and um gosh i don't and does anyone have anything more specific well,
6: I, ab, absolutely, Marvin. I I think I, I feel strongly that, uh, that that was one strong intention of the show, is to bring this up, and it's to connect people who are forgotten, connect people who are isolated, and not only is, I think, the intention to talk about mass incarceration, not only in the United States, but wherever it exists but to make that analogy with uh, people in their daily lives, that uh, there are aspects that we have of being alone and, uh, and walled off, perhaps, and uh, disconnected. I think that there are two things very intentional there to say, yes, a, a prisoner is also a metaphor for somebody who is not a, technically a, a prisoner, and also for the actual prisoner them, themselves. And just uh, a son was, uh, you know, should not have been there in this prison. And I don't know what her cellmates, well, oh, we do know a couple of her, her cellmates, what they, their crimes were. And they, uh, it was just preposterous that they were there. And anyway, to me, that's a strong statement.
5: And I think it also humanizes uh, elements of the society that we don't think of as human. Um, I think that it also showed that community can exist in almost every place. They were a community. They were a family. And that family gets created no matter what environment you could be in, no, no matter what you may be uh, perceived as or how you may be perceived. That uh, Throughout the show, there's families created of people that are not necessarily family. And that was one of the examples of that for me too.
9: Yeah, I really don't know how she, when she used her uh, fighting skills
5: to be a defender for a lot of that she actually came to the rescue of a lot of people. Yeah, they helped each other. Yeah, I love
4: that. Yeah. That was the beauty of the whole connection of everybody. They all helped each other.
1: No, all right. Just
0: a rapid fire session. It is, <laughs> it is, game. Okay, wow. <laughs> so in the podcast world, we don't follow very well. It is, it is very in vogue to play a game at the end. So you're going to pick a card, and you're going to answer the question on the card. When I was being interviewed once, I got a... I, I don't have any of the questions in here that I ended up having to answer on a podcast once when I was being interviewed. We'll, let you, we'll do it one at a time. So you pick, and these are all a retrospect of the past year. So we're looking at the past year. Go
4: ahead. We'll do one. Do I have to read the Do I have to read the question loud? Yes. How well? <laughs> well,
0: it depends. How sincere oh. are you?
4: <laughs> oh my God! At what moment did you laugh the hardest? I don't know exactly which moment, but I do laugh a lot. And I love it, love it. I like to lose control in laughter. Uh, do I really? Do I have to answer the exact moment? You do you. Huh? You do I you. do you. You can do whatever. I There's you want so to many do. moments. Can you pick one? Maybe my sister could help me remember one. <laughs> uh, well, do I laugh the most? I don't know, but I've laughed so many times. Yeah, you, you know, you can wet your pants. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> no, um,
4: let me think about it.
0: Okay, back to you. <laughs> Hopefully, yours will be easier, Trey. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna. Pass, you guys can look at yours. You can, yeah, you can was, study. <laughs> you, we'll come back to you. You'll all get a chance to study.
5: <laughs> you ready? Okay. Uh, so my question is, what was one of the most exciting experiences? And you're talking about from life or from sensei?
0: You, you can do like, <laughs> it from this is sensei last or last year. The game is in the last year. Okay. So you can pick sensei. We'll go either
5: way. But you know what? I think that there's been exciting experiences for all of us as a country and a world these last couple of years.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and I think that... Uh, so people had different, very different reactions to what happened in terms of the elections. And um, what I've learned and what was very exciting was that in the face of what some people thought was really problematic and challenging, amazing art has started to be created. Mm -hmm. And amazing people are stepping forward and claiming their right to be and, and get elected and run and are finding their own power and their own voices and that's been really exciting yes. and I think that sometimes almost similar to what you said in terms of the uh, dichotomy of pain and pleasure that I think in the face of what may be perceived as painful mm-hmm. people are finding their truth and and finding their voices and I don't know if that would happen if this other hadn't occurred and I think that's really exciting. And I think it's going to continue. I, I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's just going to get more and more. So I'm excited by that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're
5: going to have quite a tangle here. Uh,
6: what was one of your best decisions? Well, I'm going to expand the year thing a little bit. But I was on the Eiffel Tower in Paris. And actually, it was more the next day or so and uh, the woman on my left uh, this is Sandy who plays Janet uh, we, we had uh, we had breakfast and uh, one of my best decisions was to pursue a relationship with this woman and um
2: uh, <laughs>
6: And uh, we've decided to just keep struggling on through. And uh, and that and that is After a big shut part that of it. Scene?
7: After we shut that scene? Yeah
6: like, yeah, like the next morning at the hotel. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I mean,
7: awesome. <laughs> magic in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I knew you were together, but I didn't you know it had happened right then and then. And yeah. Okay.
6: Yeah, we we met in Paris. How sweet. Sort of. Sort of. I mean, we kind of met. met up, a when
3: yeah. When I when I flew in and I was nervous about my studying my scenes and and I'm exhausted, and I walk off the elevator, and there's Mike going, hey, do you wanna have dinner? And and this beautiful smile, and I'd seen him on the set you know, a year and a half before, and was wondering why he never asked me out. But...
9: <laughs>
3: but uh, and, and I couldn't go have dinner, because I was too uptight and fried, and needed to work on my lines, and he was having dinner with you,
6: I think. And holding too many microphones. And holding too
3: many microphones. But anyway, yeah, thank you for that decision. Um, oh, am I supposed... Um, is it my turn?
2: You it's your turn. Out.
3: Oh, so interesting. Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, terrible about this because it says, what was the best book, movie, or TV series you, you read or saw? And <laughs> I, I don't watch TV, and I don't think I've seen any movies all year. Uh, Sense8 was pretty good. Sensei was very good, <laughs> and I did watch it. A- and... Uh, Was that just this last year? Yeah. Uh, But I do have to say, a book that Mike gave me to read, uh, I've read very few books this year, bizarrely, I don't know, my life has been uh, all over the map, but um, I did love... I'm forgetting. I want to call him Little Indian. <laughs>
6: the education of Little Tree.
3: <laughs> the education of Little Tree. That's <laughs> a, a good book. It's a good book, and 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 I I did love that book. And, and what oh, a great title! Go. Yeah, it, it's, it's very sweet and it's very unusual and it's got a lot of wisdom in it. Mm. Um, I, in fact, I bought it and gave it to my grandson, who's who's read it. Anyway, your turn.
7: I have an easy one. Which three people have influenced you the most? Uh, that's easy. Um, Virgo, of course. It's a daily uh, reminder that you know uh, we what he does. It's reflected upon what I do, and it's really, really sweet. And he gives me the courage and the strength to continue doing what I do. And also Lana Wachowski, of course. She's a very good friend of mine, and I adore her. And she's also a reminder that. What I'm doing, it's you know a really important thing, and it's reflected on what she does too. <laughs> and then the third person, it's uh, one of my oldest friends from uh, college. Her name is Colette Kalashane, amazing. who we I love, adore. She's an amazing artist, and uh, she also inspires me to continue painting, Thanks. yeah.
0: Is that That's- the picture I saw? It?
7: Your yes, that's the picture she's you saw. Yeah. Oh, yes. she's she's like my sister. She's like my sensei sister. The, the, yeah. The three of the us. us. Like, like sensei. You know. Nice. Yeah. And we we sometimes do similar paintings without talking about it at all. Totally. Yeah. Each uh, you
8: know. Yeah. Like we we totally channel channel each other's. Uh, 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 feelings and we surprise each other like you're working on that oh my you did goodness, that well so i did I that working. too yeah well, you know on separate studios I haven't witnessed each other's things but we're definitely very connected very connected. In very many ways psychically and that, yeah things like this uh, is what you know made me feel like this show is so real and it's it really it, you know yeah. exists you know. definitely proof of that so, what was your most memorable day? Memorable day. So, you know, of course, <laughs> being on top of the Eiffel Tower <laughs> with my soulmate and these beautiful people. Yeah, and, it was memorable. Uh, amazing yeah. friends uh, with fireworks, <laughs> being there for like ten hours, like partying,
2: dancing I mean, and singing.
8: That I wouldn't. I never imagined I would have such an experience yeah. in my life. I mean, that's really hard to top. <laughs> and everybody, you know, so beautiful.
6: But, but you guys party with Lana all the time. I thought that would be a normal occurrence for no, you. Not, not in the Eiffel Tower. Tower. With,
8: uh, with <laughs> <laughs> with with and, and with fireworks. And with all of you beautiful, yes, of course. additional, lovely souls, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to make part of this make this experience even more beautiful if that's yeah, possible. Yeah, it was right. <laughs> yeah,
2: really?
8: yeah, so...
4: Well, I found a funny moment. <laughs> but it's not in the last year, uh, it particularly, but there are a lot of them, but it's one... The ones I remember very deeply, I, I mean, um, I laugh at myself a lot. I'm kind of my own clown. I make myself laugh, and one day... I was in my car with my sister, and I was knitting. I had taken up knitting, and I had this yarn, and I brought it with me. I went through my garage, through the garage door, to get in the car, and I'm in the car, and we're going up the hill, and all of a sudden, I feel something pulling, and it's like, I like, wait, wait a minute, my yarn is like out the door, and it's like, I open the door, and it's, Going all the way down the street, and it's down. I had dropped, dropped it in somehow in, my, in the garage, and I'm following the line all the way back to my garage. We're half a block away. It's so you
6: could find your way home. I
4: found, <laughs> yes. It's that's a, so true. It, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I was lost. Hey, it's
7: very mythological. Like Ariadne gives a threat to, uh, to was it Jason, when he totally. goes into the, the labyrinth? To find his way out.
4: I love it. That's I love really cool. it. But then there was there was a car coming up the hill, oh. and I'm and it was gonna run over because it was gonna break the yarn. I'm like, no, 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 that's my yarn. This beautiful yarn. the block. And it did break, but it was very fragile yarn, so I could tie it back together, so nobody would know. But so I love so stuff like that. how many that.
7: miles do you drive before you realize?
4: Oh, wait, wait. It was about. I don't half a block oh, okay <laughs> but that's, long, that's, long. That's, long I, that's that's a long ways that's a long yarn and i it's like if I had tried to do something in real life to be you know for a movie I couldn't have even thought of something like that or something. you know it's like ridiculous <laughs> so that's always fun <laughs>
1: All right, thank you, everybody, for sharing uh, and playing the game. So we're just going to take a minute and let each of you, um, if you have something going on, any projects or movies or anything that you would like to talk about, um, we'll just take a moment to you guys to promote those.
0: Well, I have... (laughs) Well,
4: I have a a movie coming out. Uh, It's actually... Airing at Sundance tonight, <laughs> today, yeah, yeah. I cho- well, I committed to you, so I'm happy to be. I'm very happy to be here. I can go to Sundance anytime. Oh, that's right. Anyway, um, it's called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and I'm not sure when it's going to be out, but uh, Danny Glover's in it, and it's shot in San Francisco, and it's kind of about the housing crisis around. The, how people are being pushed out of San Francisco, and it's a wonderful kind of true story, actually, about this friendship between two people.
5: Hi. Um, I'm a playwright and actor in L.A. I'm a teacher. I'm teaching a class called The Creators Lab, and it's for actors that are ready to create their own content. And it's been going on since uh, for the last eight months, and it's an amazing opportunity for us to collectively get together and create our own work that's been fantastic. I'm also a facilitator of conversations around race, gender, culture, and sexuality for different corporations and MBA programs, and that's been very satisfying work, and I'm a playwright. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under L. Trey Wilson.:
6: I am uh, working on the third uh, one man play that I do in the same uh, series, the first one called "A uh, Hick in the Hood." Uh, the theme is uh, about a, a small town boy from Vermont, which is me, who uh, bought a house in a pretty rough neighborhood in the inner city, West Oakland. And uh, kind of with uh, Sandy's help, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. It might be a play. It might pretty end awesome. up being a, a memoir, a novel, or I'm thinking audio book. Yeah. What do you think?
3: <laughs> really? Seriously? Audio book. Yeah. sounds great. Yeah, to start. Yeah. It's, it's pretty... It's broader and deeper, I think, than your other two shows. I mean, it's including a lot of social issues, or yeah, your philosophy around it.
6: And I also have a small part in the Last Black Man, so I didn't know it was at Sundance. <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the insane um, homeless man who strips while he's running down the street. <laughs> That is perfect for me, don't you think?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: Typecasting, yet again.
4: Uh, never sorry about
6: it. Yes. It up <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also in uh, Sorry to Bother You, but I felt like that had passed a little bit, but I guess yeah, it's still going. No words, sorry to Bother You has just been going crazy. Uh, uh, all over the place. My dad sent me a top ten list. Said it was number six. You know, and I think it's on the top ten lists of other uh, around. And they're yeah, he did. Yeah, they had to drive to New Hampshire to to see it.
3: <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um. Let's see. It wonderful uh, being part of Mike's creative work because it's it's. It's pretty riveting and very, very funny. Some of it, <laughs> the, the latest piece. So that's that's part of my creative life, and also my passion and energy to get hospice into prisons is 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 is, is a, a in my soul. And Marvin Much here is is helping and. Mike helped with uh, a, a fundraiser doing his, one of his shows and Susan Barber back there. I mean, we've got, there's a growing uh, a groundswell for this work and that's been really exciting and, and satisfying. It's, uh,
6: and they're so close. Oh, my goodness. They're yeah. really getting there. Yeah,
3: they're, they're, we that's are, awesome. do- it's, it will happen. All right. <laughs>
7: Um, we, we have a, a, this French magazine did an interview uh, with both of our works so it's going to be quite a big big wow. big issue with 20 images of each and wow. a, an interview both French and English wow. it's coming out, uh, it's called Hey, in French also Hey <laughs> uh, it's coming out, it's coming out in, in the spring, what's that? H-E-Y I guess in French will be a, a a, so that's coming out in the spring. So
2: nice.
8: And also, should we talk about the the cover? Of
7: I'm not sure if we're allowed. <laughs> 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 Better not
3: then.
8: Well, well, well we, we won't go into detail about we'll it. We're going into detail. There, but uh, we made a, a beautiful painting for our dear friends' um, graphic novel. Graphic novel that's been in the works for a long time and it looks amazing. We received a very limited copy and we looked at it. And you will know soon you what saw it last night. You guys saw it last night. <laughs> yes,
7: yes. Uh, we don't know when that's coming out though.
2: And, uh, that's it. And, yeah,
8: and also the, there's a, a show, um, the one that we talked about in the interview for the magazine that's, uh, they haven't picked the venue. Anyway, well, oh, there, right. there's a museum show, com- there's a museum show uh, also. Coming up in the venue is
0: here yeah, I mean,
7: You live in L.A., yeah. you might want to come to that. So. Okay, I'll let you know.
0: It's going to be in L.A. F- all right, thank you all thank for you. being here and being so amazing and brilliant and
4: loving. I just want to thank all of you for coming, yes, and so, especially people who came from far away, I and mean, it just means a lot to us.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Michael! <laughs>
4: And, and, we'll, and we'll see you there.
6: Um, so in, uh, it's March 30, 30th and 31st, I believe, in Paris. So uh, come on out. You, you, call your, you go by Kyle, Kiros, 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 come see myself, and Kiros will be there. It's at Sense8Con in Paris, March 30th and 31st. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) you.
1: All right, thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. All right, that's it. Thank you, thank you. Okay, now we're at that part of the show where I toss out some gratitude. But first, I just want to remind you that you can head over to SheilaApplegate.com where she has some amazing articles and free downloadable content for you. So go check that out and tell us what you think. Sheila and I had such a great time out in San Francisco, and this show would not have been made possible without a few helping hands. So I have a few shout outs. A big thank you goes out to Caroline, Jabril, and Chet from Iconic North Beach Gathering Space. And I have a huge thank you to the cast who came out and spent their time with us that evening. And of course, everybody who came out to enjoy the show live with us And thank you for listening today to the podcast. And another big shout out goes to Miss Sarah Applegate for editing the show. If you would like to connect with us, just find us on Twitter at live underscore sense eight, and you can support the show so we can grow and grab some exclusive perks over at patreon.com forward slash live sense eight until next time. Stay connected.